APU. American Public University is proud to present Leading Forward. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Wanda Curley. Today, we are going to be chatting about artificial intelligence and chatbots. My guest is Dr. Akina Finch. Akina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Wanda. I'm so excited to be with you today. This is going to be a great time. I think so. So Akina, you're well-versed in chatbots, but before we go into that, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you started with chatbots? Great question, Wanda. You know, I started with social media around 2008. My first social media platform was LinkedIn, and then from there, Facebook and Twitter. I called them the big three, and then we went on from there. The chatbots were amazing to me because of the automation piece and how you could be speaking to somebody at two o'clock in the morning while you're asleep, still building that connection. And so that's where I would teach people. I'm like, look, this is a way for you to build that community. This is a way for you to start building that relationship. So by the time they come to you, they already know you. They already know how you're feeling. They already know what you're thinking about. So the relationship part is easier and things are more fluid. So that's why I was really into chatbots because I see it from the community side. I see it from the relationship building side. And then I see it from the growth side. Oh, interesting. So what is your definition of a chatbot? I know many of us, including me, disregard them as those pesky things you have to deal with before you get to a human. It is that space that answers all the questions before you get to the true conversation. And the reason why I say that is because, okay, let's get the preliminaries out of the way. What is it that you need? What is it that you want? How can I serve you? All those things. So when y'all come in to do that 15, 30 minute conversation, you already know you've been able to do your research. You've been able to put everything together so you could give them a strong presentation, whether it's your students or whether it is a client. You'll be able to have that strong conversation and you don't have to necessarily waste time on the preliminaries. So that's what the chatbot does for you. Okay. We're talking about artificial intelligence, too. How does artificial intelligence and the chatbots correlate? Are you telling us that chatbots learn? You know, that is very interesting because I've been on the front and on the back end. And sometimes it will actually suggest things that I may have missed while I'm building the program out. Or it'll say, We've put this out a couple of times and we noticed that these people say this. So maybe asking this question will help you get to where you're trying to get. They do learn because they take the data in and then they're like, this is a time saving opportunity for you. So as they learn, they help you. They can also help the customers, I guess, as well. Of course. Okay. And do your chatbots talk or is it? They're typing back and forth, or do you have a mixture of chatbots? Well, my favorite is Minichat. I have it programmed to where it will say things according to the responses. And it speaks just the way, it responds how I would respond because I'm writing it the way that I feel, right? And so that way they build a feel around how they would talk to me. 
because I answer it the same way I would answer it as a person talking to them. Wow, that's really interesting. So why are chatbots so useful for companies and how do you use them? They are amazing because first off, we can't touch all the people as a human being. We can't. And sometimes our businesses are not open 24-7. Right. But the chatbot is up there whenever they need to speak to us. And they can also go ahead and answer those questions. It could be 2.30 in the morning. And they could really be frustrated knowing that they're probably not going to speak to a person. They're probably thinking, oh, I'm going to have to wait on an email. But when the chatbot comes in there and answers their question right there, gives them different solutions to try, gives them different options of where they can find it on the website, they have an answer to their question and they can have a restful sleep. Hmm. Okay. And that's an email that has been avoided. We know we get a lot of emails no matter where you work. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And then also it's a relationship builder because, you know, especially if the chatbot does talk, because, you know, if you look over here and explore this, did you know that because you're looking for this, you could actually look for these other things that might be helpful to you as well. So they inform your audience about what's going on on your site, what you're doing, what things they may have not uncovered by themselves. So that's another way to uh, work with your clients or even let's say in education, let's say your students know you're not up at that two o'clock in the morning hour and you have a chatbot on your website. Okay. And they send the email, the email goes to the chatbot, right? And they say, I'm having a problem here. Well, did you check here? Did you check here? Did you check here? And then let's say number three was the thing they didn't check. They go through the steps. I can see where that's very useful for IT. Right now, where I work, IT sends you an email on how to resolve a situation. And sometimes I don't even understand the email because they put it in IT jargon. So having a chatbot that puts it in layman's terms would be a good way to start, in my opinion. Do you think that's a good way of using it? Yes, yes. I'm going to tell you an example as me as a customer. I was on my phone service. And of course, now because they're having so many calls, they start with the chatbot. Did you do this? Did you test this out? Can we direct you here? These are certain things that you can uh, do in the meantime to help you make that decision. Have you made the decision yet? Okay, then we'll send you over to this place so that you can really speak to a person. So I appreciated having that research and being able to have a fully informed decision instead of sitting there with the person. Oh, what about if I do this? And what if I do that? And that saved a lot of time when I was actually with the person. I can see that. So uh, there needs to be a balance, in my opinion, and maybe you have a different opinion, between chatbots and the personal touch with a human being. And I know sometimes we just want to talk to a live person, you know, just take the chatbot away. Just let me talk to a live person. You might be angry. You might have tried everything. So what is that balance and how, if you get that chatbot, how do we as human beings get through the chatbot to get to a live person? You know, I test that out because I'm usually that person that just wants to talk to a person. <laughs> and even in the ones that I build, 
I make it a simple tree. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want to do this? And then I put a section in there where just speak to a person. Mm -hmm. And then that way they can get to a person easier. A lot of times they're built to get those questions answered. And sometimes you're just not in the headspace to answer those questions. So people who are working on the chat bar do need to have a representative button. Say, okay, I need to speak to someone right now about this thing. So having that representative button and having that clause to get out of the chatbot is definitely a fail safe that every chatbot person needs to have because that only frustrates the person and that can also make you lose business and that can also take away that personal touch. So sometimes, yes, they're useful, but sometimes they're not appropriate for the time. Right. I have a 87 year old mother who can't stand these things. She'll she will go to the store so she can have a live person. And I just wonder how that's going to evolve over time because she gets nervous because she thinks, oh, I'm dealing with technology. I don't know what to do. So she just doesn't even try. And I wonder how many people were leaving behind because chatbots are the first door into seeing a live person. You know, that's a very good question. And, you know, I've thought about that because, you know, I'm a natural techie, so I love the things. But I have a mother who's later in years as well, and her natural instinct is to go straight to the person. And so when I'm training her on technology, basically, she once again, she doesn't really try. She just brings me the phone and hands it to me and says, this is what I want to do. <laughs> and so... There are people that we are leaving behind because of the technology. Yes, it saves time in many instances, but we also have to have a fail safe. Everybody is not technically savvy and we have to respect that. And so there has to be at least a space in that technology where you say, I need to speak to a representative. I'm not technically savvy. I need a person to walk me through. That needs to be that's fail safe in there regardless. So even if you just need to put your name and your telephone number and say, please have someone call me back. Right. Yeah, that would be so good. But I don't see many companies doing that, <laughs> unfortunately. And I worry about the older generation because we're all going to be there at some point and technology is going to go beyond us, even those of us that are technology savvy. So. Where are chatbots useful today in companies? I mean, where do you see companies using them? And are companies truly taking advantage of chatbots as they should be? You know, some of the larger companies are using them definitely in the customer service area and definitely in the technology area. They tend to want to use those so that they can spend a little less time with the preliminaries, as I say, you know, especially me being a techie, I tend to, what's the issue? Okay, let's break it down. And so sometimes people don't know how to articulate the issue. So sometimes that takes a little bit more time. And so just to bring the calls down, they want to use the chatbots for them to go and filter through. Then the person comes on there and saves the day, as they say. I think that they are not using them to their fullest ability because they're not using them to build the relationship. They're not using them and building them to make the person feel comfortable. They're building them to make the call shorter. For the bottom line, maybe. Right. And there is a way that you could still make them feel comfortable 
and still affect the bottom line. Because everybody knows the analogy about the vinegar and the honey. You know, you get more people with honey than you do with vinegar. And so having that chatbot that gives them reassurance and gives them a quality of customer service and relationship is going to go a lot further by the time the person actually gets on the phone, they're going to be glad to speak to them, saying that they had a good experience, they had the information that they needed, and then the person can go into the thing. But right now, it's basically, what is this? What is this? I don't know. What is this? But, you know, they're so frustrated because they keep asking that same question over and over again without having the thought that this person may be answering it in a different way or this person may not be interpreting the question the way that it needs to be interpreted. So building that into the chatbot is going to save companies a lot more time and energy. Interesting, because my mom, nine times out of 10, doesn't even know what they're asking. I just feel for her, and I'm sure you feel for your mom as well. Yes. Yeah. So today we are speaking with Dr. Akina Finch on the fascinating topic of chatbots and artificial intelligence. We are taking a break and we'll be right back. At American Public University, we believe higher education is not one size fits all. That's why we offer 200 modern programs that build on your knowledge and fit your schedule. Because we believe universities should adapt to the needs of students, not the other way around. American Public University. Within reach, without limits. Online classes start every month. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. Welcome back, Dr. Finch. And I are chatting about companies and chatbots. So let's go to a very focused industry. Do you see chatbots making it into the classroom at the elementary, high school, or university level? For example, I teach at the university level, and I can see chatbots being a great asset in the classroom to answer mundane questions, and you've kind of touched on that. But how can it help the teacher that's standing in front of the class as well? Oh, that's a very good question. You know, a lot of times we want to do interactive things, and our students tend to be more on the technical savvy side, especially on their telephones. So having some of those questions where you could keep them engaged, where they can have what they're used to having, their phone in their hand, and asking those questions in the middle of the chatbot, we use a lot of those technologies, kind of like Poll Anywhere and Mentimeter and things of that nature in the classroom already. That's kind of another form of a chatbot where you can build it out and let them interact in their way. It's kind of meeting the students where they are. So, yes, absolutely. And then that way you keep their attention. Uh, you keep them focused. They're answering in a uh, methodology that they're used to and it will relate to them. I have a five-year-old granddaughter, and for Christmas, she got an iPad. Mm -hmm. And I'm just amazed at how she can go through it. And the things that she likes most are speaking with the chatbots. Obviously, at her level, her parents put all the parental controls and everything. But it's just amazing to watch them interact. And I just wonder, you know, where will chatbots go by the time she's 10, 15, 20 years old? It's just fascinating to me. And as I said, at the university level, I could have a student that is 
really trying to get something done and they can't because I'm asleep or I'm unavailable. And they could have asked a mundane thing like, how do I get an extension in the classroom? They may not know where the button is. <laughs> and right now we have to send them to go to classroom support and it may take them a day before they find out. I think that would be just great at all levels, even a high school level. I see high schoolers using things like that. So I think it's just our imagination as to where chatbots will go. Do you see any other focused industries that do not use chatbots and or use them sparingly that really should adopt them fully? Prime example, any of the service industries, coaching, counseling, that would be amazing because you never know when a person is in a crisis. And if you have a chatbot that will say, you know, I just need that word of encouragement, affirmation, follow the steps for cooling down, you know, these different things like that, having that chatbot there to be that sounding board, because sometimes they just need somebody to hear them. And that would be a perfect one to have a voice piece to it. Okay, tell me about what you're feeling. Here's some of these things. Let's breathe together. That could be an option of to use a chatbot. Of course, any type of language learning. We know about Rosetta Stone and things like that. That's why a lot of the kids love that because they're hearing how they're supposed to say these things. And as they use the chatbot, their articulation will change because they're hearing the way they're supposed to say it and they're repeating. A lot of times those things are amazing as well. A couple of other industries would definitely be opinion polls mm -hmm. because a lot of people want testimonials right now. Having that chatbot to put that application in there would be a game changer because right after that service, they could actually speak it out because a lot of people have a problem with typing. If they have the chatbot, please record, do the chatbot. The chatbot will say what you said. They say yes, and then that will send it off to a system to goes into that testimonial piece. So those are just some of the things that I would think would be beneficial for chatbots right now. Yeah, I can see it in the healthcare industry as well. Can you imagine in a long-term care facility where somebody has dementia and they're asking the same question over and over and over? Chatbot doesn't care. Or even in a hospital setting, if I need something, I could work with the chatbot and they can figure out what I truly need if I don't really know what I need. So I can see it in many areas because every hospital room has a, a television and you can work with the chatbot over the television. Yeah, so that's amazing. I actually am a project manager. And one of the things that I've noticed in project management that I think a chatbot would be great at is to help me look at things that I wouldn't normally look at. For example, I'm doing a schedule and I may have missed something. The chatbot could come out and based on the AI behind it say, hey, Wanda, you normally look at this and you haven't done that. You might wanna go look at this area. Or if I'm trying to put a meeting together today in academia, when you're trying to put a meeting together, it is almost impossible. If you had a chat box that could go out and look at everybody's calendar, they could put it together for you and that frees up all that time. So do you ever see chatbots doing that, making appointments, helping you put together maybe a, a presentation for leadership or things of that sort? Yes, I have a couple of software that have that built in. 
and definitely in the calendar industry a lot of them are starting to add that piece in also a lot of the project services are starting to add that in uh, that is a great piece especially ones that's built for data because they're looking for they did this at this time or they did this on this day and then when they don't pick up that you did those things it's kind of like a checklist when they pick it up then they'll say like you said, Wanda, you didn't do this yet. So doing things in the software that you notice that you do all the time, that helps with the data process and that helps to build that AI in the chatbot feature. Okay. I wish that the software industries and project management would do that. So far, there's very few that have incorporated chatbots and AI for that matter. If they don't get on the stick soon, they're gonna be left behind, unfortunately. But where do you see chatbots going in the future? Will they start to look like humans so that a person thinks they're actually speaking to a human? You know, like a, an, not an android, but if you think of Star Wars, you had that projection and maybe we'll have that with our chatbots in the future. Well, you know, they started with the android type of things and the avatars so far. But yes, I would love to see the projection virtual reality. You have a lot of those right now that people are starting to put into the app features to make that chatbot look more interactive. So I'm sure that we're getting ready to get the person any day now. Now, there are a few apps that do have the actual person that's programmed to say uh, what have you. We see that a lot in our safety trainings. You know, the person does different videos and then judging on which answer you click, that's the answer that you're gonna get with the person saying it. So some of the trainings have started doing that, but now if we could get the chatbots to doing that, then we'll be golden, right? Because people will feel more comfortable to deal with a chatbot instead of just chatting with them. Also, I can see it for disabled clients using chatbots, because I would assume chatbots can type as we know that we go back and forth. So that would help anybody that maybe can't hear. And then we have the voice for those that maybe can't see. That would be amazing to me that chatbots could, again, help in the classroom for those students that may have a disability or with um, autism. I can see chatbots I, I'm not a doctor or a nurse by any chance, but I just think that would be amazing to see how that works for students with different types of disabilities. Yes, yes. I have heard about the research in autism with that, with different softwares and things. So I, yes, I definitely agree. That would be amazing to me. So Akina, thank you very much for joining me today on this exciting topic. I, I just, I see chatbots going to a place that we can't even imagine at this time. Do you have any last words you would like to leave for our listeners? Yes. As you are building your business or as you are building relationships, consider the chatbot. If you know that you have these questions all the time, go ahead and set it up the way that you would answer it and let them get used to your cadences and how you would answer, how you would speak and get those questions answered. Have a resource ready for them when they ask at whatever time it is. And then that way, when they come to you, you already know what they're needing and that helps with your data as well. But always have that clause in there where 
I just need to speak to a person and let them be able to make that full connection with you. The chatbot will help many, but it also frustrates many. So have a situation where you can accommodate as many as possible. Thank you for those wise words. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. We have some exciting podcasts coming in the area of artificial intelligence. So stay tuned and stay well. For more information about our university, visit us at studyatapu.com. APU, American Public University.